This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is February the 5th, 2020. Strong hand, golden age of the 2020s. We're here, baby. In motion, five-digit realm. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. Compete, don't complain. Unconfiscatable, offended by selling one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Don't FOMO on altcoins. Be a unique beast. All right, everyone. You know this is your home for Bitcoin insider information. No fancy sensor graphics here. Hello, my elite friends. Hey, I know some of you have some questions. You can type in Bitcoin Meister. It'll turn a different color so I can see it. Or you can send a super chat and it'll flash on the screen and then I'll see it and I'll answer your questions. All right. Friday, this week in Bitcoin. Don't know who the guests are yet. We can go in two different directions here. It should be exciting, uh, whatever happens. But remember, new show here every day. And of course, on Fridays, always this week in Bitcoin. Saturdays, beyond Bitcoin. And follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Now, some people in the mainstream crypto news space talked about, oh, the United States is about to auction off some more Bitcoin. And to me, I really, I didn't have much to say about that. I've done stories about that in the past. This has happened before. It'll happen again. Uh, the, the government uh, gets its whole hands on Bitcoin from people doing things they don't like. Um, and then they auction it off. Now, David Nage... And Jeff Dorman, though, make a great point about the, the Bitcoin auction, what it says, uh, how you can fight FUD with this fact, in fact. All right. He says some are arguing that the Bitcoin auction is weighing on the price. I'd argue the government auction auctioning off seized Bitcoin immediately invalidates all of the many naysayers who say the government will never allow Bitcoin to succeed. The U.S. wants USD. Others want Bitcoin, free market. And uh, I think uh, David goes on to say, this is an incredibly important point. So many family offices along the journey the last few years have told me, eh, the government will shut Bitcoin down. It's used to fund terrorism. Don't think the U.S. government would be auctioning it off then. And, and that's this is a huge point. It's right in front of our faces. The United States government, when it confiscates drugs, it doesn't go sell the drugs. It burns the drugs, okay? The United States government considers this completely legitimate. If they, they, if they found it to really be as offensive to them as drugs, they wouldn't be selling it for U.S. dollars. Uh, to the highest bidder, they now <laughs> they're they could be smarter about the ways they 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 sell it. Okay, but it's the government; they're not they're not efficient. But to all those people, are like oh, the, the the government hates Bitcoin. The government will try to attempt to shut it down. Uh, they'll, they'll try to buy it all, or who knows what they'll try to do with it. They're, they they are they're selling it. They're selling it. And uh, they're, they're treating it like any other uh, confiscated legal uh, asset that they take from people. 
So I think it's a – for those who have doubts, for those who like to spread FUD, the United States is going to shut down Bitcoin. Why are they doing this? Why, why, why are they, uh, they auctioning it off? What they're, they are adding legitimacy to it. Okay. A lot of legitimacy to it. They, so, Hey, that's something that a lot of people overlook when they hear about these auctions, the government, and it's not just the United, it's the Australian government too. Uh, other Western nations have, have auctioned off Bitcoin. So they're playing in the Bitcoin space. They're not about to shut down or attempt to shut down the Bitcoin space, which they could not do anyway. And they probably realize that. And they like getting uh, they like getting money. <laughs> How about that? They're they're uh, they're helping fund uh, the insane spending by uh, by selling off this asset. They know it's worth something. Pound that like button. All right. So very good basic point there, but something that a lot of the fudsters seem to overlook. So yeah, the next time, if you have any worries about the government. Uh, saying shutting it down because it has to do with terrorism well just ref- think about that they're auctioning it off okay it's legitimate to them they're not they're not going to take they're not go they're making money off this thing baby why not go with the flow okay now what do we have oh unconfiscatable i'll be there february 22nd tone bays his event las vegas february 22nd and remember, check out sportsmeister.com to listen to all my shows in podcast form. Lightning Labs all over the news. Oh, if you got questions, type in Bitcoin Meister, people. I see people there in the chat. Very good. Um, yeah, so Lightning Labs. Now, I, I've said before, I'm not the biggest uh, Lightning Network uh, freak out there. But I understand that there are a lot of uh, freaks out there. And that love Lightning Network. And I got to hand it to the Lightning Labs people. They are in motion. They are in, they are creating. They are very positive. They are not destroying anything. And investors believe in it. And it'll probably take uh, quite some time for this thing to be eventually be mainstream. But announcing our $10 million Series A to fuel Lightning Network development and the Lightning Loop beta release, a product making it easier uh, to send and receive Bitcoin instantly, excuse me. With 4,000 developers and 30 plus startups, the next decade of Lightning is on fire. So yeah, they're thinking long-term here. They're getting long-term investments. Yeah, it's it's going to probably take up most of this decade to get really their dream of Lightning uh, as, as a reality. I mean, we've already got the Lightning Network uh, running, but it's going to take some work. And these dudes are definitely working. And there are people outside of our space throwing money at them. $10 million Series A. Hey, pretty good job, guys. So I linked to, I linked to their official uh, blog post about this. We've raised a $10 million Series A to further develop our Lightning Payments technology and scale the developer ecosystem. So, okay, they're going to be able to pay developers. We at Lightning Lab, and you need to do that, we at Lightning Labs see this as not an accomplishment in and of itself, but a means to achieving our goal of bringing instant Bitcoin transactions to millions of people. And hey, you have that goal. That's not my thing. That's your thing. You've raised money based on that goal. Good. You have developed a system to get to that goal. We're also announcing a major product release today, the beta of Lightning Loop, our first paid product. So great. You've got it. 
you're, you're a legitimate business if you've got a paid product there. You're not just talking a, a game. People are going to pay you for a real thing. Good. That's better than, you know, back in uh, 2000 with those internet companies. Loop. Loop helps startups and node operators and end users send and receive on Lightning more efficiently. Good job. Uh, link to below. John Stramitis says, Bitcoin Meister, are you coming? When are you coming to LA? I, I will be there starting the 12th of February. And I will be there until the 6th of April and Thursday, February the 20th. Most likely I will be speaking in Long Beach. So you can meet me there. Long Beach on February 20th at 7 p.m. I'm pretty sure I'm speaking there. Uh, Gaston is arranging the rides, hopefully, <laughs> to get me there. And, and most importantly, getting a ride back to L.A. at night is, is most important to me for those of you interested in that and getting your own private uh, session with Adam Meister on the uh, on the freeway back to uh, L.A. after the event. Pound that like button. All right, CS2. This dude is awesome. Always giving me 10 bucks. Thank you, man. Bitcoin is money without banks. Yes. Yes, it is. But a lot of people are going to keep their money at their Bitcoin at Bitcoin banks. That's their mistake. But hey, this is where the big boys play. Get a Trezor, people. Don't rely on Coinbase. UK Bitcoin Meister said pounded Bitcoin Meister. Thank you, UK Bitcoin Master. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a distant relative. He's the Bitcoin Master. I'm the Bitcoin Meister. Pound! Rocky Palumbo is in the house. He says, Bitcoin Meister, why do you go to that meetup in Long Beach when you visit LA? They talk very little bit about Bitcoin. Their meetings are mostly about shilling, scamming, all coins. No, uh, Rocky, I always was already at one of their meetings. Um, uh, whenever that it was in the spring, was it the springtime? Yeah, it was the springtime of, of last year. And there were people there that came that were like saying, Hey, I'm creating my own altcoin or whatever. But there were many hardcore Bitcoin people there. And it was, and you know, you know, crypto was there too, talking about Ethereum. So, yeah, they're not just going to have Bitcoin guests there, they're going to have a you know, YouTubers there that talk about Ethereum and whatnot. But and, and he was a very he was a very nice person in per, in, in person. There was a, you know he could talk about Ethereum if he wants to. Uh, but Gaston is is a Bitcoin guy. The guy who puts it on he he is a Bitcoin guy. He has been on my show before. Uh, check out the archives. And so I, I go there because uh, they you know I've got some friends down there. They like me. Uh, they're nice people and they they needs uh, they need to know more about Bitcoin and uh, you know. And, and I, I, you know, someone asked me about BSV the last time I was there, and I told him the truth about BSV. Uh, so you're right; it's not a hundred percent Bitcoin maximalist there, not at all. They're they're also, but people, you know, yeah, people. There's lots of different opinions. This is where the big boys play. If I can strengthen one hand, that that that's great. It's it's a fun time down there. It's a fun time down there, and and people can get me there. So that's. Uh, that's important. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, is it for everyone? No, it's not, it's not for everyone. But uh, Gaston is trying to get more and more people in uh, the Long Beach area into it. So if I, I if I can help, it's a fun time. Let's, let's do it, baby. Uh, South Central, Long Beach, Compton in the house. Pound that like button. All right. So what, 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 what do we have? Oh, and L.A. is such a huge – the whole region, it's so big there. It's just – 
It's that metropolitan area just keeps going and going, and the traffic's so horrible. <laughs> because that Rocky is in the L.A. area too, but if he were to go to – it would take him so darn long to get down to Long Beach uh, during that time of day on a Thursday afternoon. It's incredible. All right. And, of course, we have uh, in Century City, we have the, the, the great uh, Anders is there. who I, I don't, I, He hasn't put on an event there. Recently, but who knows? Maybe when I'm there, he will. I don't know what's going to happen. But but to get from Century City to Long Beach is a pain in the butt. To get from where I am on Santa Monica Boulevard in uh, off of La Brea in, in near West Hollywood is a pain in the butt. But thank God I've got people that are willing to help with that. Okay, enough L.A. talk. So, yeah, I'll be there soon. And I love L.A. I love the L.A. area. It's it's decentralized. A lot of interesting people. Uh and by the way, here in El Paso today, last night, uh, weather can be freakish in the West. It, it, it actually snowed last night in El Paso, Texas. There was a dusting of snow, and today's their coldest day of the year. And whatever, one cold day is fine with me. Then it'll be back to the 60s again and everything. But it, very, very weird, very weird. Uh, but still better than Baltimore weather, still Baltimore better than East Coast weather. One dusting of, people are freaking out with the dusting of snow too. So let's talk about what you're here for today. You want to hear, no, some of you want to hear about uh, this post from Andy Hoffman. It's, it's a revealing, it's a revealing post about the, the mentality. It's a larger picture post. because it's, it's talking about MWC and some inside information behind the pump. Uh, but it gives us a little, uh, foreshadow, I think, into the future of these so-called institutional investors. I call them gamblers or, or altcoin fund managers. I mean, institutional investor, you think more of a, a very formally structured organization. These are guys that represent people, and I'm not into formal organizations either, but I just want to clarify. There's some, a lot of dudes with a lot of money out there that want to be in on the next Bitcoin, okay? And Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. So there are going to be times that other altcoins are going to pump faster than Bitcoin, okay? But it's a freaking gamble. But more and more of these people are, are going to be getting into the space. And um, yeah, I, Andy's on to something in this post and which you should read. Now, I mean, I don't agree with him 100% on everything that he says in it. Uh, again, don't I, I only... I don't buy things that I get for free. And, and, and something I said yesterday is that there's just some pre IP. I call it the pre IPO mentality that people feel special when they can get in to something that is the equivalent of a pre IPO, what they think is a pre IPO, because for so many years, so many people couldn't get in and, you know, get Facebook shares before it went IPO just, you know, the very elite people could get if you work there, whatever, if you had connections. So people think they, they get they hear about some fabulous altcoin that's about to come out, out and they're going to be able to get their hands on it before anyone can get their hands on it. And then once the IPO happens, once it the IPO happens, once it goes live, they better buy even more of it because, uh, you know, they, they, they're in on this secret. They're, they're in on this secret. And I don't think that's a good mentality to bring the cryptocurrency. First of all, because anyone can paint their altcoin in, in that way. It's, it's I'm giving you inside information and most altcoins are trash. Um, so you're not really getting any good inside information. 
Now, so with this corporate mentality of this pre-IPO mentality that's coming here, I wouldn't be shocked that some people, some of the newbies with a lot of money to blow, you can call it dumb money. I know that's not very polite. Some of them might start buying, might have that corporate takeover mentality. I brought this up before and might start buying supposedly dead altcoins, ones that used to be worth a lot and now are worth pennies. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if these same type of people, uh, institutional investors, whatever you want to call them, um, start start doing that too. But let's let's review what Andy says here. And he's specifically talking about MWC here. It attracted a major, unquestionably institutional investor who has taken a massive position given his stated expectations of MWC being worth $3 billion uh, in two to four years. All right. Now, you can believe whatever you want to. And dude, that, that's your prerogative. If you want to throw that much money into this thing, then, then be my guest. But Andy is revealing, he's putting it on the table there. He's saying, you know, I was theorizing, you know, there's an institutional investor that must, that, there's a big investor, one of these crypto hedge fund guys that must beat Bitcoin's return that is throwing a lot of money into this. Andy has identified one specific one. He hasn't given the guy's name, but apparently the guy is all over the place and not hiding this that he's piling money into, into this for what we got for free. So this guy is the one that's giving you money for your free MWC. This is, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. And, and I know it sounds so insane, but Andy's point is more and more of these guys are going to come in. And, and uh, I hope they buy more things that I get for free. But this is just something to keep in mind about the, the future of the space. Uh, for those who say they're not going to be any more altcoin pumps, well, there might be like some really obscure altcoin pumps like this one. Because right now, this is a very obscure altcoin pump. No, it's not even listed on uh, coin market cap. It's not even, and, and the only people know about it is through Andy Hoffman and this show and other and a few couple other people or whatever. Uh, all right. So he says MWC's market cap is already up to ninety-five million dollars, depending on how you calculate it, despite trading on just one exchange. Now, a very a, a point to make is. That you know, its paper market cap is, but it, it's really is it worth ninety five million dollars right now when it trades on one exchange in China? Really, is it? It's not. It's not. But if you do the the the, the pure math without real, then yeah, it's worth not. It's worth ninety five million. Okay, so this compared to forty million dollars for Beam and thirty million dollars for Grin. That said. The reason for this huge disparity is due entirely to the aforementioned major institutional investor who has easily bought up 20% of the supply and continues to aggressively add to his position. He So, okay, people, for those of you that are holding on to this and, and, are, are, and, and you know, I was wrong. I didn't think it could get, get much, much higher. Okay, I didn't understand the conviction that this dude has. Some can call it conviction. Some will call it something else. Um, but he's bought up 20% of all the stuff out, out there. It's one person buying up 20% of everything. Um, and so more and more of this type of thing is going to happen. Uh, and now this totally... 
Okay, so so just just keep that in mind for the future. Like, we can't stop. If people want to, people could do whatever they want to do with their money. I'm I'm just saying that these rich dudes. I mean, for me, I I just find it fascinating, fascinating that this person needs to beat Bitcoin's return so badly that he is buying 20% of some coin that's not even listed on coin market cap when he could. And this is a lot of money. This person has millions of dollars. Okay. We're talking millions of dollars. He could have bought Bitcoin with that. All right. He could have bought, but I mean. What, what's there to say there? You know what I would have done with millions? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gambled it. I'd, I'd go for the real thing here. Where wait, Bitcoin's already oh, Bitcoin's already reached twenty thousand dollars. That was his previous all time higher, nineteen thousand six hundred, whatever whatever it was. Um, you know, I, I would I would, and it's it's one day closer to that all time high. You know, it's going to get back there again. You could double if you had millions of dollars to throw around in cryptocurrency. Why wouldn't you go to the something that is? You're going to likely double your money pretty soon. What's wrong with doubling your money? Well, clearly for these guys, it's gambling, man. They want a hundred X. They want a thousand X. But it's gambling. It's not guaranteed. It could all, if there's only one buyer, it could all collapse in, in very just at any moment, at any moment. Um, so he is extremely, prof- okay, hang on. I, I don't, I want to just read everything here and, and you can read Andy's it's, it's linked to below. Andy Hoffman talks about it and I get it. I get it. He, he's not being like Andy in this article is being somewhat, uh, I mean, he's being, he's being reasonable when he talks about this, this guy's position, uh, who has uh, at least 20% and continues to aggressively add to his position. He's extremely professional in his approach Extremely transparent and extremely confident in this end game. Oh, yeah, he's confident. And clearly so deep pocketed, it doesn't worry him one bit. This is the type of institutional investment I have screamed from the top of my lungs is coming to crypto. Now, that that is a very interesting point. How many people like this exist and how many of them are coming to this space? Because if a lot, if, if there are a lot of them, just like this dude coming, there's going to be all sorts of wacky altcoin nonsense that you, you can't even believe. And, but it'll flow back into Bitcoin because <laughs> there are a lot of logical people out there. They're like, I got this for free. Uh, if some dude wants to pay me some insane amount, I'm not waiting around. I'm not. I'm getting more big. He's giving me precious Bitcoin for this. Oh my lord! So. Um, he says, so don't be surprised if dozens, if not hundreds, just like him, are throwing massive amounts of capital at crypto in the next 12 to 24 months, particularly the small handful of coins with the potential to add value to the crypto ecosystem. In other words, they're absolutely, this is Andy speaking again, there absolutely are next Bitcoins out there. Now, I do not agree with that with the ability to rise at equally powerful trajectories. So what he's talking about is that, yes, there are coins out there that will rise faster than Bitcoin, but he phrases it in a way that makes me feel a little uncomfortable there. I, I don't I don't like saying anything is the next Bitcoin, but it's not the next Bitcoin. Will there be some insane pumps out there? Yeah, there'll be insane pumps out there. That doesn't make it a Bitcoin. That makes it a flavor of the month. That makes it a... What, what some of the ones in the past were that I can't even remember their darn names. The one, what was it there? There's that fork of Dash. 
iota you know that's what it makes him okay okay and he, and he says mimble wimble is the in my view the most likely space to see tesla like growth very uh, very nice that he uses the term uh, tesla which is a very popular term to use like the last two days uh and we're going to talk about tesla in a second again this is all gambling but this is where the big boys play so let them try let them try to have their next Bitcoin, their next Tesla, their next uh, IOTA, whatever they want to do. Uh, don't let it inspire you to be a gambler, though, okay? Because you're going to see more. If Andy's right, you're going to see a lot of rich people coming in, doing this kind of stuff, and they're gamblers. Don't say to yourself, well, if they can do it, then obviously I can I can get on the same run that they, they're clearly going to go get on. No. Um they are making Bitcoin holders wealthier. Don't be the fuel. Don't be the fuel that makes Bitcoin holders wealthier. Be the Bitcoin holder that is uh, getting wealthier thanks to these dudes fueling uh, this most of the time nonsense. So there is a little uh, ins- and read the article yourself. You get a little inside information of why it pumped and why other ones might pump and what we might mu- we might see. If there's going to be another altcoin season out there, and Andy says in the next 12 to 24 months, yeah, I, I time it. I would time it exactly as uh, 46 months or 210,000 blocks after the last altcoin season, because I time everything around Bitcoin. Okay, and the altcoin season did have something to do with Bitcoin last time. Okay, people got bored with Bitcoin, whatever. More people came into the space because Bitcoin was pumping. You know the whole darn story. So, uh, yeah, we're talking the last huge altcoin season that was what? The the spring of 2017 until the uh, end of 2017. Uh, So the the equivalent of that would be the winter of of 2021. And then it. so I'm not holding my breath for that stuff. I'm just telling you a little bit of what else is going on in this space. For me, the bottom line is you hang on to that Bitcoin, baby, and – you don't get tempted by the altcoin seasons. You get the free altcoins, which you turn into Bitcoin, the crypto dividends. Pound that like button. Uh, and all you all you rich dudes out there with your uh, – and not so rich dudes out there, dudes being funded, your crypto funds being funded by naive people, well, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I, I, keep, buy, I advise you to buy, the, uh, to buy the crypto dividends so you make me richer. All right. Now – uh, why you buy things for free? Having hype. Bitcoin is like at an all-time high. Well, Bitcoin is at the the yearly high for you fiat freaks. We got some having hype going on, or some virus hype going on, or something's going on. I link to that having hype hashtag Twitter, uh, where you can check people using the having hype hashtag. I encourage people to use it. And you can check its history. You can see when I used to use it back in 2016. Uh, yes, that 2016 having. Oh, how, how life has changed for the better since then. Golden age, baby. So the great Alistair Milne says, $10,000 Bitcoin is boring now. I'm only interested in breaking above 14000 and then on to all new, uh, then on to new all-time highs. Well, I got to say, I'm not into talking about the fiat price. But you've got a good, you've got a strong hand there, Alistair, and you've got a good way of thinking. People, you should be bored by 10K. When it gets back to 10K, and we're one day closer to that, 
or what you're just should be like, yeah, it's five digit realm. Of course, I'm used to five digit realm. Now let's see, let's see when it gets back to beating that uh, that summer Facebook hype that we had a summer Facebook spike that we had last year, not Libra spike. And that's what it was during the summer last year. There was a 14K spike or 13K. Let's see it get back there because it's going to get back there. And then maybe I'll get a little excited, but not too excited because I don't sell that Bitcoin. And then we're one day closer to the all-time high. So yeah, have it in your head that Bitcoin, 10,000 Bitcoin is boring to you now. It's boring to you. You're not tempted to do anything when it's at 10,000, but wait around for that all-time high and just savor the freaking moment and just smile and know that you weren't a freak that sold it off early, baby. You valued your wealth in Bitcoin. You didn't, you didn't get tempted by 10K, 14K. You're thinking long-term. You're thinking 2024, baby. All right. But Alistair, you're on the right, uh, right uh, wavelength there. Nick Carter says, the millennial 60-40 portfolio, 60% Tesla, 40% Bitcoin. <laughs> now, of course, that's kind of a joke. But the trendies out there are, are going wild over Tesla, just like they were going wild over the pot stocks. Now, there's a difference because uh, Elon Musk is, is, a, is a special person, is a, is a unique individual, is a man of the golden age. And the Tesla product is quite unique. And the other endeavors that uh, Elon Musk is involved in are very unique. Now, the, the price is pumping, you know, partially based on, on him being this man of the golden age. Now, what is Tesla stock when we, when we boil it down, okay? It's an old financial mechanism, okay? It, you can't do with Tesla stock what you can do with Bitcoin, okay? Now, I understand people's interest in it. I, it is not tempting me whatsoever, but you better believe it's tempting a lot of people right now. Can you make money off a of Tesla stock? I'm sure you can. Is Tesla stock money? No, it's not. Um, do you become Elon Musk when you own Tesla stock? No. Um, is it is it trendy in the same sense that uh, you know pot stocks were? I, I think in 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 some ways it is. In some ways it is. In some ways it is a flavor of the month. Now, is Elon Musk a flavor of the month? No. He's changing the freaking world. Um, and will, will Tesla grow? I am, I mean, it looks to me like, yeah, this could be the car uh, company of the future. And then you would want to get in early on it, wouldn't you? But I am no expert on that at all. I, there is all sorts of manipulation and lies that go in, in stock valuations. I don't want to be in that game at all. I don't. So these millennial, I would love it if it became a huge trend, if, millennials think, you know, in order to be trendy, I got to have some Tesla and I got to have some Bitcoin. That would be great. That would be a great coupling, but they're not the same thing. They are, they're definitely not the same thing, but I can see how that could become a narrative eventually. Um, where, because Tesla is a golden age product or Elon Musk is a golden age person and Bitcoin is very much golden age also. Uh, but I, I do want to point out they are not they are definitely not the same things. I have no interest in in ever returning to the stock market, even in something like that. That might be the car company of the future. And and what might happen if it does become the car company of the future? When we get to that future, 
perhaps the way you will own a stock is not the way you do it now, that it will be Ethereum-based, Bitcoin-based. I do not know. But uh, that, that's something to keep in mind, too, when we're talking about stocks, that they're trending toward, what are they trending toward? Bitcoin, toward cryptocurrency, toward, toward that side of things. So, yes, there are a lot of people. It is it, There's a lot of Tesla noise out there today. There's a lot of Tesla noise out there. Um, I think a lot of positive things could come out of it. I, I think people could get into Bitcoin because of it. You know, I, 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 on a meandering path because that's what the me that's what you do if you're a that's what you do if you're a freaking millennial or a Gen Zer or whatever. You get yourself some Tesla, you get yourself some Bitcoin, and then of course, unfortunately, you get yourself some altcoins. Probably you diversify for the sake of diversification, and and that's this whole Tesla thing doesn't make me want to diversify into stocks. It, I, I don't diversify for the sake of diversification. I Bitcoin is my money. That is my savings account. That is my savings account. That is my money. That is my that's my that is the the very base of the golden age for me. Okay, so the, the, no interest in the Tesla. I don't think it's a crime to be interested in the Tesla. I, I see that, but just don't let that like don't weaken your Bitcoin position because of Tesla. All right. Don't weaken your strong Bitcoin hand because of Tesla. All right. Then there's some people that are turning their Tesla profits into Bitcoin. Good for them. Good for them. I think that's good. I think that's good. Um, all right. There we go. That, that's my take on uh, the, 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 the Tesla news. I, I don't think it's, I don't think that shocks anyone. <laughs> if you know who I am at least, but people do ask me about the, you know, sometimes they ask me about stocks. Oh, here we go. I forgot. I did not see this YK sent five. Uh, Okay, YK, I didn't forget you, man. You sent five bucks and you said, misleading title from Forbes, Jack Dorsey-backed Lightning Labs raises $10 million to build Visa Network for Bitcoin. No Visa needed on Lightning. Yeah, dude, that is a misleading. That There's a lot of misleading uh, $10 million to build Visa Network for Bitcoin. Uh, I mean, that's that's Forbes has that, or, or some people at Forbes, have that old school mentality that uh, <laughs> that, that you, you got to use. It. It's a Visa network for Bitcoin. A Visa network. It's clickbait stuff. You put as many uh, trigger words in there as possible, right? Visa, Jack Dorsey. You know, I didn't. I didn't mention Jack Dorsey at all in in the uh, Lightning when I was. I was just talking about you know what Lightning Labs is doing. I didn't feel a need to bring up Jack Dorsey, but in order to get clicks, they got to bring that point part, part off too. All right, but 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 good point. That is uh, that's the way the mainstream. Uh, so is that a harmful title? No, it's not. It's not a harmful title. But you've got to remember that if they're willing to mislead in that direction of a pretty neutral direction, uh, that uh, they'll be able to they'll mislead in all sorts of. Uh, uh, directions too. So always read the article, people. <laughs> that that's a good thing. Always just don't read headlines. Read articles and read the source blog too, because Lightning. I link. I don't link to an article about it. I link to the Lightning Labs post about it. So why go through a middleman? And that again, that's a good way to wrap all this off. I mean, the last three or so shows of mine, I've said over and over again. Why are so many people in the cryptocurrency space going through middlemen? Hey, it's where the big boys play. So more power to the middlemen if they can convince people that they're needed in, in a space where 
your portfolio can be managed by you and it can be as simple as just being Bitcoin. And if your portfolio is just Bitcoin, you are the best crypto portfolio manager out there. I'm Adam Meister, though, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. And I had shaved for a while because when I walk to synagogue on Saturday, I want to have a nice beard to protect me from that sun. And then I'll shave before I get to L.A. probably. All right, dudes. Uh, see ya. Cheers, as a UK Bitcoin master said. Bang the bell button. Click on the squares. Pound it.